What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Now, you've heard me rave about Rebel Rabbit and how it's become my go-to drink for relaxing after a long day of work without having to resort to booze and the ensuing hangover the next day. Rebel Rabbit's cannabis-infused seltzers are low-calorie, all-natural, and hydrating as fuck. They come in several awesome tasting flavors and varying strength levels, so you could find the one that's perfect for you. And while I think every gym owner and trainer listening could definitely benefit from this healthier way to relax, I also know your members could definitely benefit. Rebel Rabbit has high profit margin wholesale pricing. If you're looking to provide your members with an awesome product for them to grab and go and use later in the night when they want to wind down in a healthy way too. It's a win, win, win. You win, your members win, and the bottom line of your business wins. Now, for a limited time, Rebel Rabbit is offering 20% off to my entire audience on your next purchase when you apply our discount code GYMTALK20 at checkout. That's GYMTALK20. Visit their website at drinkrebelrabbit.com, order a variety pack, and take the edge off without paying the productivity tax tomorrow. You can also use the store locator tool to find a retail spot near you. Guys, go get you some Rebel Rabbit. Oh, hey, real quick, one more thing. If you want to keep up with Rebel Rabbit and be the first to know about all the cool shit that they're doing, their promotions and discounts, make sure to follow them on Instagram at DrinkRebelRabbit. All right, on with the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. (laughs) My dude over at Best Hour of the Day, Jason Ackerman, said some wild shit, um, in one of his posts, wild, like, I think it's fucking wild, and, uh, I made a video kind of quickly responding to it within my 90-second Instagram, uh, reel window, but I really wanted to extrapolate on it, and I'm gonna, again, let me just frame this up, these are all, we just all have our own perspectives on stuff, he's not wrong, kinda, but, like, okay, like, he's, I mean, technically, it, what he's saying could work um, when it comes to what he, and I'll get into what he said in a second. What I'm saying works. It, like, we, it, no matter what, and I said this in a previous podcast, it's not what you do, it's how and why you do it. That's why I think it bothers me when people come out and they make very broad, like the broadest type of broad stroke statements to small business owners, especially when they're influential, right? Especially when they do command a following and people do, you know, make decisions based on their suggestions. That's why, you know, I've made some, I make some broad stroke shit. And a lot of times I do it, I do it in comedic relief or I do it for clickbait effect to get the conversation started. Um, But then when most people hear me talk, they know I'm so nuanced in my approach and I believe in everything can have a tailored solution to it for the most part. So anyway, Jason, he does, he's got these little, like his kind of go-to is uh, he's got an iPad and he puts up these, you know, generally you know, really good, solid statements about business or training or life, all kinds of stuff. Um, and he put up one, and his perspective uh, was different from mine on this, but his punch cards aren't helping your business or your members. And I look at that, and I, again, I'm a student of the fitness industry. Like, I know the unicorn of SoulCycle being one of the most successful brands ever that never offered subscription, right? They built their entire business model, like many spin studios did in the 90s, um, on punch cards. So, you know, the idea, and a punch card is a PIF. It's a paid in full option. There's two kinds of uh, models here. You have PIF options and EFT. PIF, paid in full, like punch cards, 
or personal training. People have to pay in full for that before service is rendered. And um, when they run out, because you buy them in one packs or fives or tens or 37 packs or whatever, when they run out, they run out. They typically have strict expiration dates, which leads into the biggest fuck up, which I think is um, maybe what he's been victim of himself in this whole thing. But hopefully we'll, we'll, uh, we'll educate each other here in a minute. Um, or it goes the EFT, which is subscription, right? Recurring subscription, you can cancel it, you know, so on and so forth. You guys get the idea. PIF and EFT. So Jason makes that statement, punch cards aren't helping your business or your members. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Let's see what my little buddy has to say about that. And essentially, uh, he says they don't, uh, they don't yield the same results. And if you do CrossFit less than four times per week, it delivers suboptimal adaptation, um, it also puts them at increased risk of injury. It takes away from your brand heroes. You spend more energy coaching people who use punch cards than you do people who don't. Um, and then he says, you know, but with that being said, there are some situations where it might make sense. So he's still leaving the door open for, um, you know, nuance as well. So here's the deal. Punch cards, there's nothing wrong with punch cards. Remember, it's not what you do, it's how and why you do it. The people that bitch and complain about punch cards are generally new to this whole thing, which is what I think, you know, what they do is really good for these brand new, um, low business acumen gym owners, like people who are getting started here. I think it's a great resource what they provide. But anyone who's been around even for a couple years knows a punch card is great as long as you do two things. You have a strict expiration date, generally one week, per punch or per class. So if you purchase a five week punch card, give them five weeks on average. If they buy a 10 class punch card, you could give them you know, 10 weeks or I've seen people do uh, 60 days, right? Eight weeks. Anything in and around there is great. Number two, you have to uphold it. The gym was like, yeah, punch cards suck. I'm like, well, why, why do they suck? Well, people just, you know, they always want to like roll over their classes from the next month. So you roll them over and that gets annoying. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't blame the punch cards because you're a little bitch. Your bitch assness level is at a fucking 11 out of 10 right now, bro. You're what? A member's like, yeah, I didn't get to use those three classes. Can I, can they roll over? No, fuckface. I always use the singular example. Like, this shit ain't singular. They roll over minutes, motherfucker. You know why? That shit went out of bit. They went out of business. They got bought by AT&T for pennies on the dollar, okay? Like, no, they're not rolling over. If you don't use it, you lose it. You explain that at the point of sale. Hey, this expires in X amount of weeks. They do not roll over. That's it. Like, that's it. It's on auto, meaning they come in like, oh, man, I, I went to go you know, register for class, and I'm, my punch card must be expired. Okay, well, you can buy another one right there on the app or right here at the front desk, and that's it. Bitch-ass gym owners who are, like, afraid to upset a member. Like, yeah, but I don't want to upset Carol's day. I want to tell her that she, you know, only used three out of the ten classes and that I'm not going to let her roll seven of them over. I don't want to do that to Carol. She made cookies last year's Christmas party, and they were shaped like kettlebells. I thought they were delicious. Fuck Carol. Fuck Carol and your bitch ass for not being able to have the balls to uphold the policy you originally created, and now you want to villainize and you know make it seem like punch cards are the fucking problem. No, you are the problem. All right, so there's that scenario. Okay, the other thing you want to think about this stuff is like math. I always like hitting Jason and all these guys with math, and there's never any retort because you can't argue against math. But it's punch cards are the second highest revenue generating line item or like service option you have. 
when we're looking at revenue per member per class. You guys all know I'm a big fan of the microeconomics of ARPC, average revenue per person per class, okay, ARPC. Now, when you look at a tiered, and this could be for whether you have an unlimited only or if you go with frequency-based pricing models, you have a drop-in, which is your highest revenue per person per class, right? Maybe it's 25 bucks. Show me another fucking membership option you have in which you average 25 bucks per person per class. I'll wait. Yep, you don't, okay? So your next one is a punch card. Maybe you sell 10 classes for 200 bucks. That is $20 revenue per person per class. All right, so we went 25 on a punch, on a single drop-in, all right? Drop-in is 25. Punch card is 20. Then you might go to like eight times a month, which comes out to like, you know, uh, 18 or 17. Then you go down to maybe like your 12 times a month, which gets down to like, you know, 15 or 14. And then you get down to like an unlimited, which if you run the numbers might have $10 or less, which is one of the reasons I'm not the biggest fan of a true unlimited uh, membership. But punch cards, man. I mean, like, how can you argue against the second highest revenue per person per class generating ticket thing you sell? How? Like, what is the fuck? I don't understand. You know, when Jason makes some of these arguments, like, um, oh, what do you say? You need to keep track of their punches and resell every time that person runs out. No, you don't, motherfucker. It's 2023. It's that shit's on auto. You fucking know that you silly fuck. I don't even know why he said that. He knows that's not true. They don't yield the same results. What in the fuck are you talking about? What, what, the membership option doesn't yield the results, Jason? Let me, let me get this straight, dude. Let me get this fucking straight. So Sally has an unlimited membership, but that bitch fucking, she's a motor moron. She cannot figure out, you know, a squat from, you know, her asshole. She, she just does not move well, but she's in there five days a week versus Kelly. Kelly comes twice a week, rock climbs, one day a week, does Brazilian jiu-jitsu two days a week, and is an avid runner, natural athlete. Wait, so Kelly can't get as good a results as Sally because she doesn't come as often? That, like, it's just silly to say that, like, the type of membership you're on, it leads to more results. And if you want to play, like, well, the more they come, the better they get. I, I do agree with more reps, you'll get better. But you're also going to be like, if you're dealing with a bunch of starter fit, again, there's two avatars in fitness, starter fitness and evolve my fitness. Right? If you're dealing with a bunch of starter fitness people, do I would I like to see them come at a higher consistency? Sure. Comma, unless they are doing other shit outside the gym. And that leads to my biggest fucking point and the thing that chaps my dick more than anything when I see statements are made like this. This is made with an elitist attitude. All right, His boyfriend, Fern, uh, who I love as well, um, made a fucking video the other day talking about why, how an unlimited, like, you should only have an unlimited membership nothing else because if you're if you really want to be a professional you need to deliver results and only unlimited memberships deliver results it was something to that tune it was him arguing that unlimited only membership options are a good idea which anyone who's not a fucking idiot knows that's not accurate at all but but all that aside can we get rid of this elitist attitude like unless you're doing crossfit fucking 11 days per week you suck and you're not going to get better and those are not the kind of people i want I mean, I guess you could have that attitude and be like, you could be like Jim Jones. You, familiar, you guys familiar with Jim Jones, right? You could be like them and have a very hardcore attitude about something to drive um, culture. 
You could be like metabolic. Metabolic has a hardcore attitude about attendance. And or, I'm sorry, punctuality. They lock the doors at the start of class. That hardcore attitude drives culture. So if you really want to have a gym, like, dude, I don't want to train anybody who's working out less than three days or four days per week. Cool. Then the minimum membership you sell is that three or four days a week. Whatever your minimum viable attendance is that you believe you want in your culture, that's all you sell. Don't sell these then. Okay? Don't sell them. But don't then fucking sell them and then talk about, well, those my members that come more often are better. They're not better. Like, I, literally, I do any punch cards I fucking have. I've got, uh, I currently have three punch cards right now. Not all of them sitting with various amounts of punches on them to different gyms in Charlotte. Why? Because I like to do different shit. Does that make me a shittier member? Does that make me less fit? Does that make me what? No. When you make these broad statements of like, yeah, well, punch card members are just harder to coach. They never learn and they're always just, they just don't know what a, a three position hang fucking drop snatch presses. Yeah, okay, man, I get it. Like, if your fitness model is so complicated that I have to be studying at home with, and take home homework to fucking understand everything, and I haven't been there in two weeks, and then I raise my hand, I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, I don't remember. Was the, was the split jerk this? Or if that's really that big of a fucking nuisance for you, maybe you should find a different career, a different following. Because last time I fucking checked, you, were, you created yourself a professional gig out of correcting movement. What, you want everyone coming in like fucking with PhDs? I watched a Division One strength and conditioning. I was doing research on OpCap, and, uh, and I believe it was the University of Wisconsin. And I was watching like the layout plans. And then they cut to B-roll of um, the softball team going through uh, pow- hang power cleans. And watching them like fucking do it, they look like like military soldiers. You never see those guys like in unison throw the rifles and catch them and everything is just in sync. Like it was, and hang, and hit, stand. And I know you fucks do this in your CrossFit classes. Hang, hit, stand, or squat, hold, stand. Like we've all, I've done it. I fucking did that. Like we're literally conducting an orchestra. We want everyone moving perfectly. And what, a member who's on a punch card who comes every 10 days because they're training for a marathon or they're doing some other stuff, but they love popping in. They're a good person. They like the community and they really like your workouts. But no, they're not going to be as up to date. They're not going to know this shit as much. Is that really a burden for you? You know, Mr. Coach? Oh, I'm sorry that someone like might need a refresher and a little extra coaching. Is that what the fuck you do this for? And again, if you have a standard, like I don't want any of those fucking idiots asking my questions and slowing down my shit. I have to give 3% more energy to this woman because she doesn't remember the fucking foot positioning in our rear foot ele- rear foot elevated split squat, fuck that. Fuck her. I hope she fucking dies of cancer in the eyes. If that's your attitude, you gotta f- switch professions, homie. Switch fucking professions. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, oh, I don't want it. What was the fucking line here that just drew, drove me up a fucking wall? You often spend more energy coaching the punch card member because they are inconsistent instead of the people that come in day after day. Again, that's where I think like best hour of their day and a lot of the fucking, the, the guys that just fucking beer bong the CrossFit Kool-Aid. It's like, dude, there are some people that don't give a fuck about being better at CrossFit. They're going to CrossFit to get better looking naked, to feel healthier, which you all claim to say that you do. But then you fucking elitist judge people 
who don't care about the lingo, don't go to the open, and don't care about improving their fucking overhead squat. They All they want to do is just look better naked, move well. That's literally all they want to do. So yeah, they might not remember the vernacular because they're not going home and watching a Savan documentary all night and fucking jerking off in their doings. They're just not, that's how they are. But you make statements like this, and this, I was teased him. I called him an elitist douchebag. I don't think he's an elitist douchebag at all. Um, but it's just like, we, we do this, and I think it, re- it, it amplifies, I think, one of the stereotypes of CrossFit people is that they're kind of elitist douchebags. I think that is definitely a taboo we can all agree with. Go find any meme from 2014 to 2020 um, about CrossFit, right? You know, a CrossFitter went, like, remember the scene in Trainwreck? The one with, uh, what's the fucking, Amy Schumer? And, uh, oh shit, what was his name? The fucking wrestler's in it. John Cena's in it, just making fun of CrossFit. It's incredible, right? Uh, there's so many good bits, like, if you put in comedian CrossFit. Like, and it's, essentially, they're making fun of the elitist persona of a CrossFitter. And this is part of where I think that stems from. So, anyway, long rant, long. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a punch card, I don't believe. I believe the pros outweigh the cons. I think it's a great option for people who need... Um, variety in their options they 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 travel they're um they're doing a bunch of different fitness things they're more cosmopolitan and i think we're seeing a much more cosmopolitan end user these days than we have previously um but yeah guys th- that's my those are my thoughts i uh I, I would love to know what you guys think of the punch cards i went through and looked at the comments this was not one of his more popular posts the one thing i do like about jason very much like myself he doesn't give a fuck about the popularity of the post he just cared. He shares his opinion, right? And that's it. And it's again, and there are some people I think maybe not having a punch card is maybe a good idea for. I can think of a few use cases. Um, but I, I think for by and large, for the majority of us, having some type of a PIF option is great. A few, a few things. Don't come up with like fives and 10 packs. Come up with one. Come up with your most common, which will probably be a 10 pack. But make it divisible. Like be like, you could buy seven. You could buy 12. You could buy 43. Don't make different tiers of pricing. It's just the same fucking price. It's less expensive than your drop-in. It's more expensive per class than your, uh, your memberships. All right, guys, that's all I got. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great motherfucking day.